Welcome to Millennials and Money Cafe, where we create events to empower, inspire, and motivate millennials to love, live, and matter. Hi, I'm Coach Marilyn, and I coach sensitive and creative people how to remove their limiting beliefs and blocks so they can live their purpose to love, live, and matter. And I want you to know that you and your actions matter. And today I have a really inspiring um, and authentic spirit. I'm just going to call him just this beautiful, open, flowing, uh, powerful spirit of Matt Belair. Did I say Belair right? Is it? Yeah, you got it. I like the Fresh it. Prince, just no hyphen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So um, Matt is a -a one-of-a-kind author, conscious thought leader, and podcast host. Matt believes in potential, his own, yours, everyone's. He is the author and creator of the Zen Athlete Program, which contains in-depth training videos and audios to help you master the mental game of sport. He is also the creator of the Heart Journey Hypnosis Experience, helping you discover and live your life's purpose. Matt is an athlete, trainer, speaker, and explorer of the mind and world dedicated to raising the consciousness of the planet. And welcome, Matt. You like to be called Matthew or Matt? Either way works. Uh, usually Matthew's when I'm in trouble uh, with my mom or girlfriend, <laughs> okay, but uh, so we'll go with Matt. Yeah, <laughs> you're not uh, in trouble. You're not in trouble. You're sh- you're radiating right now. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, I'm so excited to have you. So um, I think first of all, to give our audience um, an introduction, a deeper introduction to you is like, so how did you, how did you become the Zen athlete? You know, what, what inspired you to grow into that aspect of yourself? And Yeah, so I think, you know, when we were talking uh, before the podcast started about indigos, mm-hmm. uh, I think I was born this way. So I've been asked, you know, what event in my life happened to trigger this or, you know, I've always just been interested in what I was capable of and what humans were capable of. So I did martial arts at a very young age. I was introduced into meditation, into mindfulness, into projecting energy, your body's energy, um, things like that. And so being a martial artist my whole life, I was a really good skateboarder as well when I was uh, 13 or 14. Um, and then I love snowboarding too. So I moved to Whistler, Canada and I was snowboarding all the time with some of the best in the world. And I was doing visualization and I had, you know, I, I was drinking too much for sure because it's a party town and I was young, but I also had a fitness and, and an element of martial arts where most people would just party and they would snowboard and they were so good anyways. And I was so surprised that they didn't understand anything about the fitness side or anything about visualization. And they were so good despite of that. Mm -hmm. So, and I was like, if you guys knew this, like you would just be so much better. You could, you know, you could really elevate your game. And that's what snowboarding and skateboarding and sport is to me. It's a, it's a way for us to develop our mind, body, and spirit. That's what martial arts is for. So it doesn't need to just be martial arts. It could be anything. And snowboarding and skateboarding is the same thing, skiing, whatever, because you can never master it completely. You can always learn. You can always grow. So if you just use it as a catalyst, uh, you can become a more happy and whole and harmonious 
being, a more complete human being and really elevate your game because now you have a reason to see what your body is capable of, how much you can focus, how far you can push yourself. And that's expansion and that's growth and that's what really connects you with yourself and with the world and with everything else, I think. Mm. And what is it that... Um, um so what was the thing that they were missing? So the visual, like what is it in the visualization or what is it in the process that, um, that they were missing that, that, that elevates you? Well, to answer that, I think that the, what they were missing was, was how, how they could use it to really elevate their life. You know, how they could, with just a simple change in perspective about what they were doing, how they could, you know, really learn concepts that go far beyond sport, you know, with this like simple shift. So what they were missing was number one is taking care of their body, you know, how much a difference with just a little bit of physical training done the right way could change the game and fit, you know, when you master the body, again, you know more about yourself. In martial arts, they say mastering the body is the easiest, then you master the mind and then the spirit is kind of the result. Um, and then they knew nothing about the mental game. They didn't know how to visualize. They didn't know how to clear their mind. They didn't know how to, uh, you know, anything about limiting beliefs. Like they knew zero, right? And this is just stuff that I learned through martial arts and study. But just the simplicity of being able to clear your mind, project what you want is, is, is infinite. You don't need to read textbooks and go to university for six years to know how to clear your mind and visualize the backflip because – we have a necessity in action sports and skateboarding and snowboarding, motocross, where if we mess it up, we might be going to the hospital with right. something serious. Right. So we have to be able to access this state. So if I'm going to do a backflip over a 70-foot jump, when I'm leaving the lip of the jump, I am relaxed. I am confident that I'm going to land back on my feet because if I'm not – you know, some bad things can happen. So that's where you have this necessity. And, and for me too, it was a lot about helping people uh, avoid injury because that's how most of it happens. You freak out, you know, like, right oh, when you're supposed to do it. You're like, oh God, what am I doing here? Exactly, right? Here. So, so helping them commit. And all of this stuff can be transferred into anything else. And I had a friend of mine recently, I hadn't seen him in a long time. Uh, he's a friend from high school, and he was just saying to me, he's like, "Hey, man, I wanted to reach out for you uh, to you for a while because you know I didn't realize until I started re reading your post that I got all of my drive for success and all these elements that make because he's very successful now. Um, all of the stuff I learned from being a great baseball player. He's a Division One baseball player in the states. Um, so you can take these skills around mindfulness, self belief, focus, visualization into anything." Yeah. And so that's kind of my goal was an athlete. It's like this judo switch where I can, uh, you know, take your energy toward wanting to be a better athlete and then just kind of teach you so much about self-development about yourself and about how to create and how to manifest your reality because it's the same thing of me, you know, I want to manifest a backflip on my feet. Well, it's the same element to manifest a successful business that you're passionate about. Right, right. Uh, seeing what you want, not what you don't want. Yes, is very important. You know, if you're going to try and land the backflip, you know, you don't visualize landing on your head 10 times. That's not right. going to help. <laughs> right, right, right. What do you, what do you, um, so as a, you know, I do a lot of what, what you're talking about also, but with entrepreneurs, um, 
not necessarily athletes and um, or millennials. What do you think <clears throat> is the quickest way to switch somebody from uh, putting their attention on what they don't want versus putting it uh, in the direction, visualizing where they want to go? Because I, I see so many times, and, and I know athletes are different. You grow up, folk, you know, what's the end goal? You're, you always have markers that you're setting and meeting and, and going. But for those people who are not athletes, who don't um, understand, have not grown up uh, achieving uh, steps like that, what would you say might be one of the... Um, most empowering things they can do to shift that perspective? Yeah, I got you. That's a great question, and I have an amazing answer. Um, and it's not from me. It's from my mentor, Michael Logier, who wrote the book, The Law of Attraction. Ah. And one of the things that he teaches, and I'm a facilitator as well, um, is that whenever you use the words don't, not, and no, you're giving attention, energy, and focus to what you don't want. So if I say, don't fall on my head on this rail or don't, you know, whatever, or if I say, if you're listening to this and I say, don't imagine a purple cat or try not to think about the American flag or the Canadian flag since I'm Canadian, your mind has to think about that and project it to make sense of it. So whenever you hear yourself say the words, don't not know or talk about something that you don't want, just stop, recognize it and ask yourself, so what do I want? So if I don't want to fall on my head, I want to land the backflip. If I don't want to fail in business, I want to succeed in my business. If I don't want to be uh, stressed out about money, I want to have enough money coming in on a daily basis. And that switch, you know, for people, it's it's tough to understand how powerful it is sometimes when you have this longer delay of, of reality, like if it's like a business or finding a partner. But in extreme sports and action sports, it's so relevant and in your face and instant. Right. right. So, you know, if I'm training a world class that class athlete and I'm like, you are going to hit, you know, I don't want to strike out and he's a major league baseball player. And then he strikes out. It's like, oh, he's got that moment right there to perform. And it's instant reality creation. Right. Right. So we kind of perceive that this gap, it doesn't make a difference, but it, that's the that's the entire difference. And I'd like to go one step further. And this is a level of mastery if you can get it. So that right there is, you know, that will shift your whole life by every single time you say don't not know ask yourself what do I want and then put more attention energy and focus towards that because the law of attraction is just uh, matching your vibration it's matching your thought and it's so the more you put towards what you want the more it's going to match that and that's just how it works wherever you put your attention energy and focus you get more of it right right that's it it's right. common sense you don't need science for that. that's just common sense right so <laughs> but also there's other stuff um, so the level deeper is your internal dialogue. If you could just, you know, as you're going out throughout the day, you're driving in your car and you're like, and, I'm, and you're thinking about all the things you're stressed out about, you're thinking about how all the ways you could fail, you know, I'm thinking about every single way I could mess up this backflip, I might fall on the way up, I might over rotate, I might under rotate, I might just kind of clip my nose, I might smash my face, I might break my shoulder. All of that is projecting all of that. So then I, I, I narrow into just landing it perfectly, landing it perfectly, landing it perfectly. And so you open up. And then the, the last caveat to that is full and total acceptance of what is now. 
And in full and total acceptance and presence, there's no room for the mind to come in and judge things because you're just present and you, and you transcend it. So everything now is perfect. I accept it completely. And I choose as a co-creator of my experience that I would like to create this experience. And now you go from uh, victim to empowered. And yeah. so if I fall on the backflip, I accept it and I visualize, okay, I'm going to land it this time. And that's what I choose. Yeah. And so, but I just, you know, accept and move forward. So, yeah. no, that's like so perfect. And I, I, I I'm, um, so there's a couple things when I want to use an example. So somebody who's not an athlete, I remember when I left my husband and was going out and the biggest thing was like, Oh my God, I don't want to be a bag lady, you know, at 50. Um, you know, so it was, um, uh, and I would wake up having anxiety attacks like at three in the morning and I would wake up and I would say, stop. <laughs> where are you going? What are you creating? I'm like, I'm going to I'm thriving. I have a successful business. I'm happy. I have good friends. I have a loving and caring and committed partner, etc. Now go back to sleep because you can't handle the, there's nothing else to worry about. And I'd go back to sleep. And I did that for like three weeks in a, in a row, just never what you just talked about. And I remember every time a bill would come, you know, I'd kind of go into that fight or flight and, and then, um, after around around the week three, I remember Bill came and I could feel, I could actually feel in me the neuro, like the start of it, and then it stopped. And it was like, that was no longer something that I believed. And um, so I, I think that's what you're talking about. Um, I don't think, I, I, I know that, you know, having that focus and, and being, uh, and that took longer. So, and being an athlete, like you can't afford to have that amount of time. So it's like, there's a real intensity, I think, to the in attention that is put on what you're intending. And um, I'm wondering, so as you were talking, I was just sort of wondering out loud, like, you know, you know, people say like, I'll get this done in a, today. I'm gonna do something today, right? Instead of I'll do it now, mm. is that I'm wondering if that's like I'm thinking, wow, do people are people like believing that it's going to take three weeks mm. when it can be in this moment, right? Yes. Like, and that's what I'm, I'm so talking to you. I'm like, oh, there's because if an athlete can do it in a moment, why mm. can't anybody else, you know? Yes. Yeah. And I loved all that. And you're totally right. Um, so, Okay, so first of all, what you're saying there, um, that the difference in why we can learn this through sport is necessity. We have the necessity in that moment not to break our heads or whatever, so we're forced into it through necessity. And most people don't have that because there's a duration of time. You can have your coffee, you can sit on the couch, you can worry there, you can get in your car, you can worry there, and you don't see a direct result. And you're not pushed through necessity to change. So then the other thing that I was going to add on was, you know, you're totally right about the way that your mind creates things. So it's neural pathways. And so let's just say, uh, I'm trying to use an example that's not sport, but sport's just the easiest right? way for me to, yeah. Okay, so let's say you want to shoot a free throw yeah. and you've never touched a basketball. So you touch a basketball and you put it down, you see it bounce. Now you start to explore the basketball and you shoot it in the hoop. You probably miss a whole bunch, but then you make it. And then now you're building up these neural pathways in your brain that are experiencing something new. 
right? So as you get better, you have more neural pathways on how to make the ball go in and what your intention is. So it's the same thing with a positive belief or a negative belief around business, around relationships, around anything that, you know, you have this anxiety because, you know, you left your husband or something happened and now you're by yourself and all these fears come up. Oh my God. And that's just a normal response. So you have this programming, this neural network of programming that you got to go through. Now, either A, you accept it because it's coming up and you're like, oh my goodness, um, this is going to happen. And you fall victim and then you create that reality or you start to nip it in the butt as it comes. And as you nip it in the butt, nip it in the butt, nip it in the butt over and over and over again, you break those neural pathways and you create new ones. You create a new option for your mind and body to react to because it's all unconscious and it's stored in the mind or stored in the body. But your mind can change it through repetition and that's what it takes. And then after a while, you will naturally gravitate toward the better feeling thought and the circumstance of which you want to desire. And that's where we get our power as creators is making that conscious decision over and over and over again as the feeling happens. It's not to not accept it. It's like, okay, I'm feeling this. Um, I recognize it. So what is it that I want? How do I want to grow from this negative experience or so-called negative experience? It's, it's a catalyst for growth, yeah. right? Yeah. And so you do, all negativity are not our challenge. It's just a challenge to grow. Yeah. And so we either accept that challenge or we say, I can't do it, and you – you know, have two different experiences. Right, right. Wow, great. Um, and you're very, you're very good and clear at explaining things. That's that's nice. Um, so, what do you enjoy most about what it is, what you do? Um, so, I work with athletes, uh, and and I've I work with uh, individuals as well. I think the most satisfying thing for me is is seeing. The ability when, or seeing like the actual result where I see I get through to somebody and it breaks their limitation on what they can do. Um, and they, it has more control over their freedom. You know, like they, they have everybody – well, not everybody, but a lot of people will set bars for themselves. And it's also realigning to what's important. Right, that's what I mean too about you know breaking some sort of pattern. They're, they're, they have this, uh, this illusion and this – uh, or not illusion, but this, they have this vision in their mind of what they think that they want. And through with the heart hypnosis experience and some other stuff, it's, it's really a, a process that gets out of the mind into the heart. So then they realize they already have a lot of the things that they wish they had. So now they're actually really grateful for it. They have more of a sense of peace and then they have more of a sense of direction of creating something in their lives that they're truly passionate about. Mm. So the way that I say it for athletes you know, it doesn't matter if you're Michael Jordan or Sidney Crosby or um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a, any football player, <laughs> but it doesn't matter if you're the greatest athlete of all time. You know, their self worth and how they feel about themselves and their self love and their life experience. You have no idea what's going on just because they have a lot of money and they win championships. Doesn't mean they're happy. Right. A lot of them are miserable. Yes. And so it's it's helping them be whole happy harmonious full of self love and connection without winning the championship but knowing that you could miss the shot but it doesn't change who you are because you're using sport as a catalyst as an expression of how you want to live how you want to express yourself as a human being so that can be anything it can be business relationships starting a family having a simple life having a complicated life but we get really focused on what's important and then you manifest from there 
because we're like, you know, you go back 50 years, 200 years, you know, just having time to think and not have to farm all day or whatever the case may be or worried about disease is like, we're so lucky already. So it's like, oh, okay. What I actually want is I want great friends. I want a loving relationship. I want to do something that matters to me and, is con- and, and, and I'm contributing and I'm doing something that like it's my thing. And then you let all of this illusion go. And that's really, you know, what I had just drop. I just nip so much illusion in the butt. And then like, oh, and then they kind of re-steer. And so it's this kind of a recalibration. Great. Great. Um, and um, I heard you say, talk about your heart hypnosis. Why don't you share with everybody what that is? Um, you did a little bit, but um, share. Yeah. Sure yeah, so is. this this is something that I'm super excited about. Um, so I I I've been in this space for a long time, and you know I studied everything from you know anything mind power, law of attraction, lucid dreaming, astral projection, manifest my reality, just everything, right? Mm-hmm. So when I was learning law of attraction from uh, Michael Lozier, who's the best trainer on the world, like if you want to learn to master law of attraction, he's the guy. Abraham Hicks is great. He's even better. It's just so simple, so applicable. It, it makes so much sense. So I'm learning that and, and I'm teaching it and we're doing seminars and stuff. And I'm like, it's missing like, you know, we're not asking what people want. It doesn't matter if you want a Ferrari in a business, then you get it. And then it, it didn't matter really. You know, right. it, it doesn't. So it's a bonus if you're, set, if you're centered and you're whole and harmonious you bet your ass you're going to enjoy that Porsche. You know, you, you're going to enjoy it, but it's not really going to change. If you are not centered and not happy, when you get the Porsche, you're going to be stoked for a week and then that emptiness is still going to be there. Right. So, so I've always had that and I, was, and I always ask my friends, if you were infinite, if you were God, if you were limitless, what would you do? What would your life look like? And when you ask a person that question, the problem is that our conscious mind is hardwired towards security, right, for safety. So in order for us to be safe, we need to eat. We need to put food on the table. We need to make choices. Like just, you know, we have the same hardwiring where if we go outside the cave as cavemen and cave women, we see a saber tooth. We got to be aware that they, that can eat us. We got to go to the cave. We got to get our sticks or whatever the heck we're going to do. Safety mode. So that's how we're hardwired biologically. Right. And now the new safety is stack up a bunch of gold or stack up a bunch of chips and now you're safe and secure and you can relax then. That's how we get sold into when you're 65, you know, then you can start living. You got to just miss your entire life. (laughs) And then I Work really hard and sacrifice yourself for something that's not going to matter to you. Yeah, exactly. Then all your health is gone and you're like, why did I do that? So. So I have a good friend of mine and he's so he's a beautiful person but he's so analytical, right? He's on the he's so uh, you know, left brain, left brain that he's got no chance. Just logical to a T. I know that if I tell him what's up, he's going to tell me like, you know, another 10k a year in my savings or some crap like that. I'm like if you're infinite, you're going to put another 10 grand in your savings, you know, like come on. So I knew he had no chance and then I so I start to I was like, hey, buddy, we're going to just do a meditation. And I basically hypnotized him into his heart because I know hypnosis and stuff like that, super simple, guided meditation type stuff. But when he was in the middle of it, he started to cry. And at the end, he started to cry. And the second I finished, I knew it was something special. It was like, 
you know, when hypnosis was created, that's its own thing. Mm -hmm. This is like its own thing. I've only, the only thing that I know that's similar that I just found out is called a soul contract. And I know that it's good, but I think this is still its own animal. Um, and so of the 15 people I've done it for, 11 have cried. Uh, one of them popped out of their body and one of them pissed themselves from a healing, which was intense and awesome. I didn't know till after, but interesting stuff. And so, what it does is it completely removes you from analytical mind. I align all the energy centers in your body and tune them to source, hypnotize you into your heart, make your heart take over. It controls your voice. It controls your cells. It controls everything. I ask you a series of questions in a complete alignment with source. Um, so then the really thing that sets it above is, is that I've always heard that, you know, if you want something in your life, you just got to vibrate it, right? He's like, oh, just allow it to – uh, Einstein said, match the frequency and vibration of the reality you want and it cannot help to happen. This is not uh, philosophy. This is physics. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, Einstein, well, if I don't know what love feels like or right. abundance feels like, how the heck do I vibrate that? Right. So in this space that, that I just – I say you're creating it. You've, you're creating this space through my, the questions that I ask and, you, and I'm getting feedback from you. Then I hypnotize your heart open, get you to feel, and I say, just, just you're not going to think about it, you're just going to feel it, and I read back and you experience everything you've created from this connected soul space in your heart, connected to spirit, and now you're experiencing everything, and I download that frequency into the cells, into your body, and now you know exactly what, what that experience is like. And so the way that I say how you manifest your reality, it's three steps, okay? So if you just close your eyes and you imagine a lemon in your mind, you bite the lemon and your mouth actually waters. And you're like, oh, that's interesting. Step two is with athletes. I tell athletes, you just need to visualize what you want at the trick an hour a day and it's going to take you about a week, for really just four days. That's it. Um, so I had an athlete, a motocross rider that wanted to land uh, a front flip. He had just crashed. Got my number from someone that said I was a good trainer and said, hey, can you help? Had a conversation with him and just tuned some beliefs, but he was totally fine. I said, hey, man, you can read my book. You can do my video course. You can do all that stuff. All you actually have to do is visualize this trick an hour a day. Every single dance could take you probably less than a week. He lands the front flip two weeks later in the next competition. He lands the world's first front flip heel clicker on a motorcycle one week after that. Two weeks after that, he lands the world's first front flip Superman on a motorcycle without being one second on his bike, landing at first try in competition, not once into a foam pit. And then I said to him, I was like, hey man, you know you can manifest anything in your reality with that same process, right? And he just goes, F, like, you know, swear word. <laughs> right. Like, you're, you're right. And I was like, I know. And so then we got Dr. Joe Dispenza's work, which he's trying to bring around the science of people right. curing themselves of terminal illnesses. Right. Now, if you have a terminal illness and you start meditating and you visualize health every day, you have necessity. Yes. Right? Yes. Right? If you're just kind of in the lukewarm water, you don't have this necessity. If you wouldn't, you know, motocross riders are the most gnarly athletes on the planet. If he messes that up, he could break his back. He could be in yeah. a wheelchair. That, that happens all the time. He could die. So, you could die. So yeah. through necessity, he did the practice and it's so opposite. So with this heart hypnosis, you know, I, I realized that whatever you visualize an hour a day and feel and live into, it has to happen. So the problem is we're, we're if it's like a 360 degree dial, 
right? Maybe you don't know at first. So maybe you aim from 330 degrees to 350 and you start walking that way, like northeast, south, and west. But then you get it to 345 to 350, then 346 to 348, then 347.252. And then it's not going to make a big difference over a day, but over six months in a year, that direction. And to me, that's your journey home. That's your soul. That's your spirit. That's where you want to go. And if we know what direction we're walking in, and we have a plan of action because we came here to create, but we came here to create from our hearts and have our minds logically try to figure it out. And what the big trick is in this society and what's been given to us was to go the other way, was to occupy our minds with baloney, nonsense, uh, distract yeah. us so we could forget that because that's what it's allowed this travesty on the planet, how people treat each other, how we treat ourselves. Most people are terrible to themselves. Yeah, oh my um, gosh, so then you just now you you know what you're real, you know what you know what your heart wants, you know what fulfills you. And now you have a plan of action to go get it and I've installed the frequency and then you know now you're 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 just it's like it's like Frodo Baggins, you know, you're still in the Shire and you're going through Mordor and it's going to be intense, but you know where you're going and then that's that that's now you're in the life adventure. You're in the adventure of your soul purpose. And yeah. That's it in a nutshell. So <laughs> <laughs> so I want to reflect back to you, and uh, actually, I can feel your love. It makes me cry. I'm sorry. It's okay. Thank you. You're not a Zen athlete. You're a Zen master. You're very powerful, and and you're doing incredible work. Ah. <sighs> So I hope everybody that's listening can feel all of that too. Just opening your heart and feeling what this man, Matt, has to offer. And incredible. And it, that heart hypnosis sounds incredible. It is incredible. <laughs> I know it is. And, Thank you. and you're such a gift, such a gift to us. Um, a gift to everybody. And... So part, I, I, I want to address this with you. Um, why do you think people are so scared of this? Uh, you have to be, well, first of all, thank you. Like deeply thank you. appreciate that. And I think that's reciprocated back. So you're super awesome too. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> um, so you have to be specific about this. What do you mean by this? So um, feeling, feeling all of that feeling you know the people are afraid to change mm. um so the athletes have a purpose right so necessity and, and i know too. you're speaking more to the you you're, you're starting with the athletes and that will expand out but you're but you're speaking to humanity yeah, so with the Zen athlete, so my mission is to raise the consciousness of the planet. The reason why, you know, I've been an athlete my whole life, but I can relate to to a mass people through sport, right? Yes. And then they don't even know what they're learning. When I'm teaching yes. them about limiting beliefs and all this type of reality creation, yes. you just slip that in wherever you want. It's like so good, yes. so, you know? And the second I get LeBron James that says, hey, meditation and mindfulness is important. Hey, self-love and self-worth is important. Now they have this gap. It's not from, you know, because I'm, like I said, I've always been a little bit out there. So it's a relatable foundation where we can meet 
And now I can take them into crazy stuff about, hey, living your life purpose, about being fulfilled, about, you know, you know, you can do a breath pattern and leave your body. No way. Yeah, you can actually do that. You can fly through your dreams. All of this is possible, but you have this gateway. So it's not they can relate to me and then I can bring them the rest of the way. Right. But through sport, you can you can do that. So um, I think people are, are, you know, there's a they're hungry. They know they have to change there, right? They know yeah. that they they have to grow and expand, and 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 so I think we're we're, I think what I'm asking this is because it's going to speak to those people who don't know that, um, and maybe it's maybe it's something to think about. But but um, I was just wondering if you had an, an an answer to that, and we don't totally. Have- Totally. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Totally. I got an answer. So I just want to touch on, on that the point because that's where like I see that, you know, Jedi shift, yeah. you know, more people meditate in the world, right? There's celebrities and there's athletes, two yeah. most influential people. Um, so people are afraid because of conditioning. Our conditioning is so good. I started looking up uh, how we still had war when I was 14 because I did not understand it. And so, you know, you want to talk about conspiracy theory, stuff like that. To me, that stuff, not all of them, but a lot of it's true. And basically, the way that I understand it is that you've got a lot of people with a lot of money. And they essentially have been controlling things like kings and queens for a long time. Now, in control, you need to kind of figure out how you control the masses. So we've used indoctrination and limitation and all these things to keep us at a certain level. If you look at – like. This is the worst way, and I'm sorry to to do this to people, but this is this is the best way. If you would just imagine a beautiful little cute kitty in your mind, it's the nicest little kitty, cutest thing you've ever seen. Now you see me and like this evil kind of man. He's holding this little cat, and he starts to scream. And I hold that cat, and I pull him on his back, and I take a little scalpel, I stab him right in the chest, and the cat screams like, "Oh!" So sorry to do that to you, but if you imagine that, you have to feel that energy. That sucks. You know, what I did to you just sucks, so I apologize. So what is happening on a global scale through media, through news, through education, through all these things, you cannot not listen to me and not feel that. So now you're holding this energy and we don't even realize how powerful that is. So what's getting what we're getting bombarded with is limitation, indoctrination, and terrible feelings and and of and of fear and that's yes. the big thing they're hypnotizing us literally using hypnotic patterns so i say um you're listening to this podcast obviously you're going to send me an email reach out and you know connect with me that is nonsense all i said was one one statement and then a word obviously clearly and then my command which was connect to me. So they'll just say three statements that mean nothing and then say it means something but to our mind. So I'm aware of the actual processes they're using, language patterns. And they're amazing and they're powerful. Mm-hmm. So the, we're hypnotized to be afraid. We're hypnotized to be uh, to um, yeah, be afraid of each other, to not connect. We are conditioned through education, through media, through religion, through everything to uh, look for this, you know, all fear. And when we go from fear to love, and that's that 2012 switch, when we can embody love, there's, you know, that's the switch, man. And that's why that's why we're afraid, because it's hard, because nobody's doing it. You know, I, I have been ostracized like my whole life, but it's okay because I had great friends. But the second you actually active switch, and you're also, the way that I see it is we're like uh, radio dials. 
frequencies. Yep. So if we're if we're at 75 or 65, you know, a lot of you don't even know. If if you're not waking up and you're stoked on life and you know where you're going and you're happy and you got great friends, guess what? It can get better if yeah. you allow it to. And you're you're not fully, you know, expressing. So once you make the decision to change and follow your heart, it's going to change. You're going to lose friends, you're, but you have to create space to get up to 90 and 98 and live this whole new paradigm. And and the one tough thing for, well, it was actually a little bit easier for me, but um, you have to accept that pretty much everything that you know is a load of shite. You know what I mean? <laughs> everything is just a load of crap. And you're like, yeah. damn, like I got to reconsider this. I had a journal when I was like 19 and it just, I, I, my mom took it to me like a few weeks ago and I was just like, I have to unlearn every single thing that I was taught. Like I want none of this. Yeah. And then through that, I had to rebuild. So that's why, you know what I mean? And it's terrifying. And you need to have this leap of faith. And what's happened with religion is we've had ascended masters. And we've had people, Yogananda, the autobiography of a yogi, only died, I think it was like 70s or 80s. And he was the last ascended master that I'm aware of. All saying the same thing. All on the same team. You were the master. You are connected to source, to divine love, to infinity. You were the one you've been waiting for. You have all, Jesus said, what I have done, all men can do. You know, you know, and then he just talks about love. There's a book yeah. called The Aquarian Gospel of Jesus the Christ. Like that should be the Bible because it's just like him going around being like, hey, hey, just be nice <laughs> to each other, you know? It's like, and he's doing a crap ton of work. He's, you know, he's doing all this self work to the nth degree and he's a master. That shit is hard. Yes. You know what I mean? Like we're not all masters, you know, we're not all Michael Jordan, we're not all LeBron James. He was a master. So was Buddha. He was a master too, saying the same thing. It's actually you. You're the one doing it, but your mind creates all this stuff. And like I did with the cat analogy, through what we can perceive in our outer reality, our inner reality can get manipulated and we can become afraid. And it's that fear that holds us to where we are. And so it's a process of transformation. And it's a pro process of uh, self-love and it's a process of, of commitment of saying, okay, look, I don't know everything, um, but I want to get off this hamster wheel. I want to feel better. And I want to let go of things that don't serve me. So you can only help people that are ready to be helped. And, and to know that like, you know, enlightenment and all that kind of stuff is like three deep breaths. Take three <laughs> deep breaths in and you'll, you'll not think for a second. There you go. You just did it. You know, you just broke the pattern because as soon as your mind and your ego and your past experiences and your future hopes and dreams and all your fears kick in, that's what we're talking about. You, you step back. And you realize, oh, that all that is actually not me. That's the false ego. That, that's just some sort of mental baloney. So then you step back and think, okay. And as you learn to step back into this space of connection, of source, into, you know, like a flower grows naturally. It doesn't have to do anything. Same with the tree. It's hundreds of thousands of years just doing their thing. We can do that too. So, but we have this consciousness and our ego, when we start to come from our hearts and we have the most powerful thing I think I can say is when you go from selfish to selfless. How can I serve everyone and everything? You will find more happiness, more love, more purpose than you could ever imagine. And it's a leap. Selfish to selfless. How can I serve? Mm -hmm. And if you can make that real adjustment, the universe will take care of you. You will experience miracles. You will find the people. And it is not easy. That's the whole thing about this. People think that it's like, oh, I do a self-development course or I read a book and then all of a sudden, no. If anything, it's way mother effing harder. <laughs> way harder. It sucks. Yes. 
Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. But you know it's right. You know, if you yes. see somebody hurt on the side of the road, you could drive past them and they're all mangled. You know it's right to stop. And it might not be easy. You might look at something terrible. But you know in your heart it's right. And so start doing stuff like that. Start treating people like that. Start living like that. Yes, yes. I, I see so many people who have read the books, you know, have read the same books you and I have read, um, that have studied the masters in, in a way that intellectually, but are not walking the talk and, um, and thinking they're awake. And uh, <laughs> I see a lot of healers that are that way. Um, so it's, uh, it's like, uh, um, hello. And what was it that I wanted to say here? Um, so I, I also wanted to, to add to what you were saying. And there are a lot more people who are waking up. So there's a community of people. You're not alone in this transformation any longer, even though you have to do the work, but there are people who, uh, who, uh, like Matt and myself and lots of other communities out there who are walking this talk and um, so that you have support as you're, as you're growing and learning and transcending your life into living the truth of who you are. I, yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, so one thing I'll add to that is like, you know, nobody knows more than you know. You are the master. And what a real master tells you is they keep holding up the mirror and be like, you're the master. What do you think? You know, Krishnamurti is so awesome. Uh, if you don't know who he is and you listen to his talks or read his books, but one guy asks him, is like, uh, how much should I meditate? And he's just like, and then Krishnamurti goes like, why do you want to meditate? And he's just like, well, I don't know. Like, don't you meditate? He's like, yeah, I meditate, but why do you want to meditate? And it's just always just mirroring yeah. back just relentlessly, you know what I mean? Yeah. And what happens, you know, I have I had uh, anger uh, and, well, yeah, anger, like frustration with, with the healers and the so-called, because sp spiritual ego is rampant. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, terrible. And I, it's so terrible. terrible. But, you know, and then I, I come to compassion. But what, you know, I always like, okay, if I'm feeling upset, what is it in me that makes me upset, right? So I'm like, okay, cool. So I'm rolling it around. And I kind of learned two things. Number one, it doesn't always have to be like about you. So I realized like, okay, like I'm cool. Like I looked at myself. Am I holding spiritual ego? Am I doing things that are not integrity with who I am? And I looked at them. That's the whole point of that. Um, but what I realized what I was pissed off about is that this is a sacred space, you sons of guns. Sacred space. You're not doing woodworking, although woodworking's awesome. Anybody's doing woodworking. This is sacred friggin' space. You don't know anyone anything. You're here to share an experience. So do the work authentically with integrity. You don't, you know, I see it as like working out. You might learn that going to the gym every day and, and know everything about this stuff, but if you don't go to the gym and you're not in shape, then you know, get there and do it with humility. You know, and that's the big thing about, you know, people that I see as masters, they have such a level of humility, you know, it's like, I really don't know. And I'm trying and I, and I am so open to what you're experiencing and what you know, and what you've experienced in your life. Like, please share with me because there's too much of life and there's, we're all so unique and it all has this beautiful value. So, you know, but you know, so the empathy for these people comes in where, you know, they probably have this deep heart and, and they want to serve and then they find something where it's yoga or something. And then they think they know, but then all of a sudden 
people are asking them questions and then they feel really good and now they formed a new identity because they didn't really have one before you know right. what i mean or or real strength with it so now they have it and i, and I have empathy but you really got to be you know do your same work you just do, your do work. You got to do your work and then just be cool. Just be humble and cool. It's, you, you, there's no like badge or anything. You're the one who knows. Just wake up every day. And if you're an asshole when you get your coffee, then you are not doing the work. You're just an asshole who teaches yoga. But if you go up <laughs> every day and you're just really kind and you work through your stuff and you're like, you know what? I'm, I, I'm having a really tough day right now. I'm dealing with a lot of stuff and I that's cool. That's real. That's authentic. You're awesome. You're doing it. That's just be real with who you are and do your best to show love. And that's what makes you the master. You don't need to read a book, go to India. And I did, I went to Nepal, meditate with my, I did all that stuff, but it's like it, it, all it is, all mastery is just love for yourself and love for others and just humility. Just do the best you can as humbly as you can. And you are kicking butt. You don't need to read a book. You don't need to go watch anyone speak. Just right. do that. Just be confused because trust me, we're all confused. Right. You know what I mean? Nobody has the answer. That's the thing. You look for the answer. Nobody's got it. You right. know, whatever right. answer you give for yourself, then that's cool. Right. So that, that's how I, that's my rant anyway about that yeah. stuff. No, that's good. That's good. I, I call all, I call myself and I see everybody else as, as this too, as a brilliant, juicy mess. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, <laughs> the brilliant, the brilliance is that, you know we're connected to everything it's it's you know the 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 truths all the truths that we're we're worthy we're we're um deserving all the all that we're love you know we're god we're source whatever you want to call it that and the the juiciness is how we show up how we mm -hmm. how we present ourselves it's your mustache and your beard and your and, and your personality and your being an athlete and, you know, the, the work that how, the work that you choose to do and how you do it and all those things. And then the messiness is our shadow or our challenges where we need to learn and grow and, and that we have to love all of that, you know, and in the process of loving all that, it's going to, you know, grow and change and, you know, one minute I can be one way and the next minute I can be another way, but it's as long as I'm loving all of that and 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 mastering my who i am um then then i'm showing up as authentically as i can in the world and and hopefully inspiring and uh, others around me to do the same i love that yeah I, I totally agree with that i think it's you know realizing that all that stuff that you have in you that imperfection that self-doubt that lack of that really i don't know maybe i'm just at a certain level maybe it does go away but done for me you know no. <laughs> not yet anyways so it's <laughs> how you deal with that and it's like accepting that you'll have these feelings but not identifying with them yeah. you know accepting your limitation and looking like oh cool and then not beating yourself self up over it right it's like oh because i you know, had this past experience, I'm less than, yeah, that's a thought and cool, but you can let that go too. And it's going to be there. So just accept it and be like, cool, like, thank you. Right. And, okay. and now it doesn't have to, it. yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't have to direct anything in this moment. You can choose anything in this very moment. And exactly. so what do you want to choose? Um, so I thought we would, um, and here on a fun event, um, I know a lot of people are intrigued, and I'm always intrigued. I haven't been yet, but why don't you share about Burning Man and what that experience uh -huh. was like for you? One of these eight days I'll go, but I need to go in an RV. 
yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do an RV. They say they say get one one year in the tent. I don't know. Like as as long as you have a shade structure, it's something else. Um, okay, Burning Man is is something else. Yeah. I wrote an article last year, which was my second year, and um, it was a theory in frequency and vibration. And basically, um, my theory is that we're in a higher vibrational vortex field, almost like what I imagine the new earth will be, a fifth dimension, whatever they, whatever you want to call it, because our hearts emit a magnetic field and energy, I think that's like 800 times, 80 times, I should probably Google that again, um, stronger than our minds. So, right, and you even know that when you go around loving people, that energy, it's light, it's loving, it's caring, right? Go to the wrong part of town and people want to take right. your money and you're going to feel that. It's energy. Right. So everybody's in their hearts, 70,000 people more or less. They've got seven major spiritual camps. Like there's more than that, but seven huge ones doing workshops all day, masters. And this is what we talk about spiritual ego. I watch it get checked and it's so funny to watch people in their little communities, not little, I'm not trying to demean them, but people in their communities come and they're the, the healers and they've got that ego. But then you're in the big leagues now. And you've got people that are doing the self-work and that, and you know, it's like, so you get like checked, you know what I mean? And then they're like, oh God, like I got to reassess. So love that. Uh Um, And people go through this transformation because you can like reach the highest states of just consciousness and intergalactic love and, and insight. But then all of a sudden a dust storm comes in and you got no water and you're just humanized so quick, you know, you're like, oh my goodness. So rich, poor, gay, straight fat skinny you know there's just nothing you're just you're just left raw you know through your own experience so so many a lot of people have really challenging experiences because they're really going through their stuff and it just really comes down to like how open and how caring and how loving and how present can you be hey man like the whole community is gifting so there's no money there right the only thing you can buy is ice and coffee which is (laughs) awesome i guess at center camp but people are all you go to set up a camp and you give something to the community so this year i was really blessed that i got to do two talks and I kind of said to myself, I think first or second year, because I was so amazed with the environment and the level of consciousness there and the teachers that I was doing the workshops with. And I was like, when I speak here, that's when I know that like I've kind of made it. And I ended up getting asked because it's not like you plan a work, you know, it's like I end up getting asked like with the campus. And I was just like, that's really awesome. Like, of course, I would love to contribute. And so I did one on fifth dimensional consciousness and thinking and living. And one was the heart meditation. And, you know, it was a really beautiful experience to give because the first two years I went to all the workshops and I did all the things and I kind of consumed Burning Man when Burning Man's about giving. So a lot of first timers are like experience it because there's so much you could be you could have a million different bodies awake 24 hours a day and you're still missing 90 percent of it. It's wow. it's, it's ludicrous. Wow. <laughs> it's just crazy. And. And uh, yeah, so for me, this was more contribution teaming and getting my camp and, and giving, you know, giving and giving. And I really love that switch and met amazing people again and just rode that like vibration. But I meet the people that I need to meet. I set the intention. And it's like, you know, you can manifest in your reality when you wake up and say this, but Burning Man is in like real time, like the backflip. So I say, okay, I want to wake up and I want to meet, uh, you know, and I just go through like someone, the highest loving, most conscious people, uh, people that are going down the same thing, working on projects that I'm working on that we can team up and do incredible things together. And of course, I meet them one by one. And you're in this like vibrational field. Like one example is my friend Mike that I met two burns ago. We connected. We never met in person. 
connected after the burn from his website. We got a hold of each other. He comes to my talk on Monday. And on burn night, it's 70,000 people. It's like if you knew where someone went, you couldn't find them. It's like if you know where they are, you could not find them. It's crazy. So you have to be very, very specific. So I'm leaving at midnight. It's like, okay, I'm going to go out there. I want to be around loving, conscious people. I want to have a great night. I want to feel love, blah, blah, blah. And I walk and I'm all by myself and I see Mike who came to my my talk. It's the only person I see. And then I end up seeing all my other friends and we're like, how is this even possible? Like it just – you just can't do it. So you have the law of attraction happen. You have people go through spontaneous healing. So I literally do shaman work. I like do blessings. I'll, I'll go through people or stuff because they're so open, right, to go through that. Like uh, their ego, their what, what – they're just open, you know, more open than they've ever been because it's this freeing environment. And it's this energy. So I'm able to kind of really I, – I, one girl, I swear I did like – <laughs> 20 years worth of therapy in like five minutes because she was so open. I was like, because right. it was her first burn. She didn't really, because you don't know what the heck is going on. Right. And I had, and I, this year I brought um, cards, but I just call them friendship cards because I meet amazing people. And I was like, I really want to connect with you after and take this outside the burn. So here's just a connect. So I don't have to pull up my phone and do that crap. Like here, right. like, please grab me on Facebook. Right. So she's like, so I'm doing this. I meet this girl and I'm kind of helping. She's like, oh, business. Yeah, you can do business here. It's like, well, you can, but like, it's like more like friendship, like make friends, you know what I mean? Like be their friend and that's how business works. And I was like, you know, you're going to like, and so I'm telling her how to navigate Burning Man to always have water, things like this. And, you know, she's like, and I was like, your ego is going to get checked. She's like, oh, I think I have that. I think I have like a strong ego of like, I want to identify with being this fashion designer, things like that. And we just, one thing after another, just plugged away. She was Asian. So she had, um, you know, that sometimes the parents can be very traditional. So I went through that, like, boom, boom, boom. And just kind of knocked them over like dominoes. And we just looked at each other after five minutes. We're like, huh. And I was like, cool, like now go enjoy yourself. And she had a brand new perspective, but it was like 20 years of like, because uh, um, she was so open. She right. was so open and willing. And I was giving her kind of like the tough truth, right? Yeah. Right. You don't have to do this because you're, you know, just whatever, whatever the ego or the, the false belief or whatever it was, I just identified it and be like, look at this. Do you need that? You don't. So it's just a magical, magical experience. It can be challenging as heck. Uh, it's dirty. It's hard. It's hot. So it's so weird. Like it's it's so challenging and expensive and and in every single way. But you know, if your heart is open, it's like the most beautiful place. They say welcome home, and it's absolutely how I imagine the cities of the future will be. Um, what is possible within our communities? And like you said, so many people out there. What really disappointed me was. After Burning Man, how many people I connected weren't living it outside the burn? It was just like their vacation and in this space they could be loving and kind. And I was like, why would you ever go back just because other people are, you know, doing that? You're supposed to set the example now. If people don't see that example, yeah. how are they supposed to know? You're the example setter and it's not easy. Just do it, man. Just you don't have to go hug everybody, although I try. And pretty much succeed. But um, just be kind. Be loving. Be open. Be authentic. That's it. That's all you got to do. It's not complicated. But, you know, to to shut down is is not cool. Well, and it sort of sounds like it's a place where they get to tune in to what the next level of vibration is that they can handle. So now, and it's not just like that can just happen while you're on vacation. Like, you, you, you know, that's in your, that's in your your cells now you can that 
you, you've, you've learned that and you've experienced that so you can live that. 100%. Yes. I, I, and I met so many first timers this year. Uh, and, and I actually think it's some sort of multidimensional playing ground. It's a, it's like an initiation because mm -hmm. you would never know. It's like a frequency initiation. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I've heard, you know, in the spiritual community of like really high level healers, we talk about crazy stuff that like I can't talk to any of my friends about, right. but like out of body experiences, all this and like, and yes. every one of us has an story, a direct story and experience. Yes. And we're all experiencing the same thing. But it's like, we have this almost, it's like a, a, a collection of light workers, yes. right? There's other people there, they're attending, but guess what? Like the light workers, we're having some crazy talks. And we're all like, it's like going to, if nobody knew what water existed and we're sailing the seas, we don't know what's going on. We saw a whale. We don't know what the heck that is. We saw, we don't know what a dolphin is. We don't know what a fish is. We don't know what's going on, but at least someone else is seeing it right? and having experiences like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. wet. He's like, oh, it can be, you know, like, and, and so it's happening, but a hundred percent a training ground because now you've seen it, you've been in it and you're changed. And a lot of people quit their jobs. A lot of people make changes in relationships. A lot of people, um, and then it's starting new. That's the whole, that's why it's so hard because you've got to start new. Everything that you're working towards, everything that they said to you was great. Like Alan Watts talks about, you know, you go to school and you go to college and you get 2.5 kids and you do this. And then all of a sudden somewhere along the line, you're like, Oh crap. Like it's a, it's a sham. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a right, sham. Right. So then you got to be like, Oh crap. So when, you know, you really don't want to accept it's a sham. Yeah. So, but then you have love and appreciation, realize it's not a sham. It's going to serve you in your transition. But when do you want to transition to full heart presence, to full being an infinite being, realize you can do anything and you're the only one holding yourself back. Is it because you need a house and a Mercedes and you need this job or you need this recognition? Or could you live with less and live on a beach and go surfing every single day with amazing people around you doing a project that uses your unique skills um, and you're fully stoked on you know if you had one year to live what would you build you know what six months you got to do that because you don't this is not promised and we have got we came here you know every i think every soul on this planet and especially if you're listening to a podcast like this you came here with a mission and a purpose you got to find that and, and that's you to be uniquely you and you got to let go of a lot of things so you know do the things that you're passionate about you know yeah. be the example be loving and that's all you got to do but don't don't sell yourself short and don't um, compromise, man. Don't compromise your soul. Yeah, yeah. Woo! Those are great words to to I think end by. Unless you have anything else to add, I think I think you just blew everybody away, and and everybody can feel their heart. And or you I, you didn't blow everybody away. You uh, you vibrationally lit everybody up. I hope so. <laughs> Try. Try. <laughs> hope so. And if they want more of you, Matt, how can they spend time, more time, or if they want the hypnosis, um, you know, the heart journey hypnosis, or uh, to work with you um, um, and and follow you, where do you want them to go? Okay, so I've got my personal website, Matt Belair. Um, I'm working on this week, so hopefully it'll be done, uh, doing the heart hypnosis where you can just uh, download it onto your computer. Um, then I'll do, I'm doing one-on-one -on -one sessions as well. I try to, I don't, I do them, so you can have those. I'm still sorting out how, I want like to get this to the masses, you know, like teach people how to do it. Because I, I honestly think, not because it's mine, just because I know what it does, that everybody should experience this. 
Um, I actually believe that because you got to get centered and it's the best process I know how. And as I learn new processes, I'm going to share them and recommend those too. Because, you know, when I spoke in Vegas and I spoke at Burning Man, it's like, you're never going to get to an end. Life is about giving yourself a worthy journey. Give yourself a journey. And so this is helping you pick that degree, 350, 320, northeast, southwest. Once you have that journey, that's your expression. If you wouldn't change it for a $100 million, a trillion dollars, and you would wake up and do that, that's where you got to get to. That's what life is. That's your truest calling. That's your highest purpose. That's your, that's your everything. So um, that's what it aims to do. Um, so mattbelair.com, Zen Athlete. I got a ton of meditations and stuff for any kind of athletes out there. Uh, I'm on Instagram, my name, and I'm usually posting. I try to post some inspirational stuff. I usually write a little bit about something. I'll put a quote. So, you know, I keep keep that stuff there. And if you have any questions, just email me, matt at zenathlete.com. I'm, I'm a human. You can reach out. <laughs> That's all I got to do. <laughs> and you respond. <laughs> yeah, I respond. Yeah, yeah. So don't do Twitter though because Twitter sucks at messaging. Do uh, do my email or do Instagram. I'll get those for sure. And and yeah, man, you know, just I'm here for anybody who needs anything. And, and whether I serve, you know, in any capacity, you know, I'll just give them links or what they need or, you know, I'm, I'm here to serve. I we'll, we'll sort it out. Well, thank you so much. And, and, and I'm going to learn this um heart journey hypnosis so I can use it with my uh, clients and share it with them and pass it on and awesome um, you know I'm I'm really ex- I'm really excited to see experience it cool. um, all right well thank you so much and um, we'll be in touch I'm sure more and uh, so thank you everybody for listening and if you would like to um, Uh, If you feel hungry and curious for more inspiring interviews and transformative podcasts like this one, you can go to MarilynO'Malley.com and uh, go to my blogs. They're on my blogs, but also they're on iTunes under Millennials and Money Cafe. And you can sign up for my newsletter, which has inspiring um, and helpful tools to help you live your purpose and passion to help you love live and matter and um and follow me on social media at coach marilyn or marilyn o'malley so uh to living to loving living and mattering thank you for listening until we meet again